Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Russell Westbrook is headed to the Lakers. Does he at least have a chance to lay claim to be the most dynamic teammate that LeBron has ever had? I think there's at least a debate to be had. I'm Ken Levicka. It's Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel. Coquel uh, has somehow, someway cleared concussion protocol. I don't know what happened in the last <laughs> segment uh, with uh, his, his bulls math, as we'll call it. That was bizarre. Um, but Chris Lemley on Twitter uh, he tweeted in, they're not a pro team, but a college team. We've been discussing the most privileged teams in sports, the ones that are most annoying because it feels like the rich always get richer. Lakers, Dodgers, Yankees all got richer yesterday on the field or on the court. But I'm pretty sure you can guess which team, college team, Chris uh, tweeted at us, Coquel. Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it is annoying when Alabama gets every five-star and they're better coached than everybody. Is that more – because they don't get every five-star. And there are some years they don't out-recruit Clemson. They don't out-recruit Texas A&M. But there, some, there are some years they don't out-recruit Miami or Florida State. But mm. it's, the, it's the fact that they're just so well-coached. And it's such a system. I guess – if there could be a privilege for always having the best person in charge and the best system, that's the discussion. But the rich get richer, I think, there because they just know what the hell they're doing. Does that does that make any sense at all? Do you think they really get out recruited by them, or they're just smarter than the people who put the stars on, could on be. the recruits? Could be. There's that too. Yeah, it's such an inexact science. You're and right. Once someone gets one offer, then all of a sudden they have three stars. If they yeah. get two, it's like, yeah. oh, well, let's give them a four star. And maybe they maybe they assess talent better. I mean, college recruiting and especially the ranking system is so. A lot of times, it is so subjective. It's, it's also it's the most frustrating thing because if a kid gets a Clemson offer, then he'll get an LSU offer, then he'll get you know other type of big offers, or then if a kid gets an FAU offer, then he'll get an FIU and he'll get other offers yeah. from the same conference. Without meanwhile, you'll have shown as an old high school coach, you'll have shown those coaches the film, and they're like, I don't know if he can play here, but as soon as one guy offers, they don't want to be left out, so then yeah. they offer. It's I, frustrating. Th- so that is, so in your time as your long time as a high school head football coach, you'd see that happen a lot where one guy gets an offer from one school and the schools in the surrounding area or conference don't want to be left out, so they th- start throwing offers at the kid. Yeah, that's why you'll see some, and if the college coach, or excuse me, the college coach actually and the high school coach are friendly, you'll see coaches offer kids knowing it's not a standing offer because then that means they'll get offers from other other schools. That goes on a ton. So they just play the game. They play the game. That's they just a say, little, All right, I'll give you an offer. That's kind of skeezy. That you're sort but, of taking advantage of a, an 18-year-old kid. I know you're, well, you're not for the no, greater you're, good. You're helping the kid. That's the thing. You're getting him. It's not even so much for the stars. It's more to get him recruiting. Like if someone has no recruiting base at the moment, and I think they're a D1 kid, I may call a coach who's an assistant coach somewhere that I know has a good relationship with their head coach and be like, hey, is there any chance you can offer this kid? And, you know, just so I can get his recruiting going. And it happens just to get his recruiting going. Meanwhile, the kid is aware of it. They're aware of it. It's not necessarily a, a legit offer. 
But the kid has to at least be on that level of player. Okay, okay. I, I can see where that's beneficial. I do know that uh, it, it, at FAU, you remember... I mean, Ken, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Kids transfer the, to St. Thomas, and all of a sudden, the same film, though nothing will happen, and 10 offers show up the next week. Yeah, yeah. Like St. Thomas Aquinas. That happens because of relationships with the coach. Well, I remember Jordan Scarlett. You remember he played at uh, U School, and then uh, I believe he went to St. Thomas Aquinas for a year, but he ended up at Florida, the running back... Uh, but he committed to FAU briefly. Um, what I have heard with that is that FAU asked him, hey, and he was a five-star, could you commit to FAU because we could use the good press and we could use the attention? How do you feel about that? And they had the running back coach at the time who was a former high school coach uh-huh. too, I believe, right? Uh, yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're just doing favors. If the college coaches aren't smart enough to see through it and the college recruiting people aren't smart enough, it, I have no problem with it. It annoys me as a high school coach when I'm sending you this film and doing all this work, and I know you've never looked at it because you're only offering me because Syracuse just did or because LSU just did, like I said. That means it's like, so why am I sending you this film? Why am I trusting your evaluation if you're just basing it off of what someone else does? If I was the head coach of the college, I would be like, why are you only offering when other people do? Are you not evaluating yourself? That's a good question. The way you put it, yeah. Uh, I, I totally see where you're coming from with that. Um, uh, and uh, Coquel knows where I'm coming from when I talk about Stormhouse Brewing. Mm. Uh, it's in North Palm Beach. It's a half mile south of PGA Boulevard on US 1. It's in the Crystal Cove Commons, and it's a brewery with a full gastropub menu. Let me repeat that. It's a craft brewery with a full gastropub menu. Good luck finding that anywhere else in this area. It is rare. And you have it in North Palm Beach County. So Stormhouse Brewing has 15 big screen TVs. All the sporting events are on. The Olympics or Major League Baseball or the Gold Cup. Last night, the United States ended up beating Qatar. They're in the final against Mexico on Sunday. Want to see U.S. and Mexico in the Gold Cup? Bring your boys out. Have some delicious craft beer, including that coffee stout that Coquel loves. And... Uh, one, two, three, four different dishes from that gastropub menu. Yeah, that's right. Storm House Brewing. It's family friendly. It has that South Florida feel. Indoor, outdoor seating. They're going to take care of you at Stormhouse Brewing. Delicious craft beer brewed on site. Delicious gastropub menu. It's really revolutionized uh, the craft brewery uh, outlook in uh, this area, and it has taken over North County. It's in North Palm Beach, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard, Crystal Cove Commons, US 1. That's Stormhouse Brewing. Check them out beforehand at stormhousebrewing.com. Ken, with that seating and all the different seats, I can't wait for us to sit there on Sundays for NFL fight about the Jets and the Dolphins, but still be far enough to watch other games, too, because there's TVs everywhere, and we can be spaced out, and it's out in the open, yep. just fresh air. I That is going to be the place for college and NFL football. I love the fact, too, that they legitimately, my boy Josh over there, he sat in every single table at Stormhouse Brewing to make sure that all the sight lines to the TVs were perfect. How good is that? Well, I mean, it's amazing. I went to a one of the chain restaurants that... Um, have wings and um they sat me there when they had the nfl sunday and i was like oh i want to watch the jet game and they sit, they they go and they sit me in the seat underneath the table underneath the tv with the jet game on. <laughs> and i was like that they're like well you're closest to the game yeah coquel's neck doesn't work like that okay um uh, not at stormhouse though stormhouse you can see every tv yep, from everywhere it's absolutely amazing. uh russell westbrook is fascinating i've always been pro russ i like russell westbrook is he reckless yeah does he try and do too much a lot of the time? Yeah. 
Do his numbers make him a first ballot Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Is he at a point in his career where he just wants to win a ring? Uh Uh-huh, 100%. The Lakers acquiring Russell Westbrook, wow, and we talked about it plenty at the Open. It's annoying because it's just the rich getting richer. I think it's a beneficial move. And so now you've got Russ, a guy who you know is going to give 247%, okay? And a little-known fact, that's the the largest percent he can give, okay? That was not just an arbitrary number that (laughs) I came up with. Yeah. Uh, So Russell Westbrook's joining LeBron and AD... And that immediately makes the Lakers wildly intriguing and puts them back into the Western Conference picture. Russell Westbrook, the NBA leader in triple doubles, a guy who doesn't have to prove anything other than winning a championship now, but just from his pure play. And you saw, Coquel, how he dragged the Wizards, him and Beal, dragged the Wizards back into contention after that brutal start to the season this past campaign. Is he maybe the most dynamic teammate LeBron has ever had? Is there an argument for that? Because I think you could make it. And it, 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 I, I think that Russ, with his ability to do it all, how he defends, how he scores, how he can take over the game, he might be the most dynamic teammate LeBron has ever had. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Is Russell Westbrook going to end up being the most dynamic teammate that LeBron has ever had? Don't forget to tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. So first and foremost, we're going to get a lot of pushback because of D-Wade. How would we compare Why, are there a lot of jazz and Russ? Fan, are there a lot of jazz fans in the area? Would you stop, please? Jazz lifer? Stop with the jazz lifer stuff. It's so immature. It's so wildly immature. I mean, the culture between him and Spider Mitchell. Like, it's just oh, amazing to see. On. That's what happens when you're a jazz lifer. You, you take that effect and you trickle it down to the players that are playing in the next mm. generation. Okay. So you've got D-Wade, who was the face of the Heat. He sacrificed that role to allow LeBron to be the face of the Heat. You knew D-Wade was always a good defender. He's the best shot-blocking two-guard in the history of the NBA. You knew he could score. D-Wade went through stretches and lulls there where you're like, man, what, what is going on with him? Is he just deferring to LeBron too much, or is he getting late in his career? And uh, then he went to Chicago and uh, re-upped with LeBron in Cleveland, and it was clear that he was on the back end of his career a bit. Injuries definitely didn't help, and he had that one glorious final year with the Heat uh, after his return. But Dwayne Wade, at that point of his career, was he better than what you're getting in a still triple-double machine, Russell Westbrook? I, I, I almost feel like that might be a little bit of a wash or more of a wash than you initially think on its face. The only thing is Wade's a much better shooter, and the formula for LeBron is that's actually worked always seems to be would be have LeBron and surround him with shooters, right? Because Bosch could shoot. That's why they were the best when Bosch would go to the five because then you can add other shooters into the lineup. Um, with Westbrook, he can't shoot the three. I think where Westbrook helps LeBron more than any of those other teammates is when LeBron needs nights off in December or, or March, he can take a night off. And Anthony Davis, if he's banged up, he can take a night off because Westbrook can win you those games by himself. Can he win you playoff games by himself? Probably not, but he can win you regular season games. But we're going to see a lot. I think we're going to see the Lakers lean heavy into load management this year. And then when all of them are on the floor in the playoffs, when LeBron's off the floor, he's never had a teammate that's better at just controlling everything than uh, Westbrook. That's an, it, that's that's interesting you lay that out. Like I guess you have to go with, with different aspects of their game. You're right. Russ, as far as being able to take over a game when LeBron's not on the floor, yeah, he, he is, from that standpoint, 
the most dynamic. But what about Kyrie? Kyrie would hit big shots, eventually played well off of LeBron, always an injury concern with Kyrie, but Kyrie just from a pure basketball standpoint, a pure talent standpoint, isn't he in this discussion with LeBron? It's just so hard to know what Kyrie is. Like, in general, in life, because there are times as a player you want to love him, and then, like, he disappears or he gets hurt and he's out there. Then as a person, there are weird things he does where you're like, oh, this guy's a turd. But then he's getting water for a full village in Pakistan and helping buying homes for people who had their family members murdered. So he's like a philanthropist also. Like, Kyrie is the ultimate enigma, I think, in the NBA. Uh, and then I guess the only, because Kevin Love is certainly not in this discussion, at least for me, there's AD. But I can't in good faith put AD in this discussion considering how how much he's made of glass. He's just such a, a walking injury at is all AD, times. Is AD more of like a has the potential to have been the greatest, but at some point you... you at some point, know. you know what you got, right? I like guess. You, you know who a guy is by a certain point in his career. Yeah. We're getting to that point with AD. I just wonder, can you, and I know that Giannis has bucked the trend of big men, but can you ever consider a big man? was buck with man, a B. A B. Let's yeah, just make sure. B. Yeah. Yes, bucked the trend. Thank uh, you. It's a common saying. You're the one I who's just, all. Yeah, I'm also the one who would get in trouble if it wasn't a B, so I just want to make sure. Covering your bases, I understand. Uh, um, but... I just I can't ever imagine a big being the best teammate that the most dynamic teammate that LeBron's ever had. The more I talk through it, I, I, I guess I'm basing it off of a guy who can will you to a win if you need it. If LeBron goes down, a guy who can grab the reins of the team in big moments and will himself to the line, he's going to be obsessed with winning games. Not that D-Wade wasn't, but... Russ is such an a million miles an hour and largely is going to stay healthy type of player. I think Russ might be the most dynamic teammate that LeBron's ever had. And this is not meant to disrespect D. Wade. D. Wade might be the most talented teammate, the best legacy of any teammate that LeBron's ever had. But as far as being dynamic, I think it might be Russ. And it feels like Russ is going to be even better now with the Lakers than with LeBron. We're going to see a Russ maybe we haven't seen before. Sure, he doesn't have the athleticism that he was able to out-athlete everyone as much. It hasn't fallen off as much as I thought maybe it would. But I think with Russ going with LeBron and with AD and with the Lakers culture, I think we may see a totally different player where he doesn't feel like he's out on an island by himself like he has in the past. Is Russ going to be the most dynamic teammate LeBron James has ever had? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We're on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. Our boy Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He tweets, Prime Wade greater than anybody that uh, LeBron will have played with. So he's going Prime Wade. You mean Theo Dorsey, who started the NBA Finals saying he's a Chris Paul guy and then ended up being the biggest Giannis Antetokounmpo fan in the world? He showed up to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, with one of those Buck towels, those those, the Milwaukee Bucks towels. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you were a Chris Paul guy. And he's like, nope, I love Giannis from the beginning. I mean, Theo, I love you. A little bit wishy-washy. 888. But I get it. He wants to surround himself with winners. In fact, he'll be on with me next week on the show. 
That was a really poor analogy. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. By the way, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, we really thank them for having us out there last Wednesday. All jokes aside, Theo and I loved our time there, and I love, because I talk about it all the time, to the point where I'm annoying the hell out of Coquel, my Kia K5 GT. It's parked on that sizzling sixth floor of our parking garage <laughs> with no cover right now here at the Phillips Point Towers, but it stays strong. That's a dynamic automobile my kia k5 gt greenway kia west palm beach it's just a half mile south of palm beach international airport on military trail i went over and i was able to get my car serviced while i was there did the whole thing they rotated the tires they changed the oil tune up all that good stuff keeping it running great and that's what they're going to do at greenway kia west palm beach not only with their credit clinic with bank representatives on site are they going to do effort and do all they can they're going to labor to make sure that they're going to put you in a really nice kia automobile that's safe and fuel efficient and meets all your needs even if your credit's not great they're also going to take care of that automobile after the fact they're going to keep you coming back for more at greenway kia west palm beach greenway kia west palm beach.com check out their selection greenway kia west palm beach.com now Man, i oh i'm sorry you're fine. i think the credit clinic the credit clinic at greenway kia they set up the lakers cap that's the part about this deal we haven't gotten into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it works out perfect. I think they had to call because no one's better at punching numbers than that credit credit clinic at Greenway Kia. That is true. They always find a way. They but LeBron has, way. LeBron has two years left in his deal. Westbrook has two years left in his deal. So they can make this run at it. And when they're both gone and retiring or doing whatever they're doing next, then they have a 30-year-old Anthony Davis with empty cap space to do what you hated how you started the show, rebuy a new Lakers team. Oh, man. You're right. I'm annoyed again. Thanks, Coquel. Appreciate that. You know what else is annoying is this Twitter overreaction to Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. It's going to ruin college football as we know it. But why? Let's talk about it when we come back. He's Coquel. Joe Rigotti's hanging out. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.